Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Inside the DV Drama Room. Here we are in PA 120 with the Advanced Theater Arts students. And uh, this is the first podcast that we've done in class in about two years. Uh, the pandemic pretty much shut us down for a while. And then, um, as I said in a previous podcast that we recorded over the summer, I was gone for a couple of years, but now I'm back and we are bringing back the podcast so that you can get to know some of the students in our theater arts program. Each week, we'll try and interview a, another senior who has been in the theater arts program and get to learn about them, their experience in the program, and what they plan on doing once they leave the program. So this week we are speaking with the Drama Club Vice President, who's been a part of the program for how many years now? For two years. For two years. So everyone, please welcome Jada Caitlin Pineda. Welcome, Jada. Thank you for having me. Oh, my, Thank you for being here. I mean, not that you had much of a choice because you're enrolled in the class and you have to be here. But one of the things I wanted to ask you is um, when your name appears on Infinite Campus, you're one of the few students that has three names listed. <laughs> Most students, it's, it's, you know, Paul Vega. You know, yeah. there's no Paul Joel Vega. It's just <laughs> Paul Vega. Um, do you like to go by all three names? Um, sometimes, yeah. I feel like my name is just really short compared to my last name. So it's like just seeing it written is prettier than just like Jada Panetta. Like it looks so bland on paper. Well, I, as you said that, um, it also kind of, I mean, it rhymes, Jada <laughs> Panetta. Yeah. And so I might want to put something in there also to kind of change the rhythm of what my name sounds like. Um. <laughs> I mean, mine is kind of bland also, and it's mm -hmm. like Paul Vega. Um, but that's why, I'm, for the most part, let students just call me Vega. Right. As opposed to, like, Mr. Vega. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into the questions that the students in the class have developed for you? Okay. Um, well, I was born in the Philippines, and I immigrated here when I was around three years old. Um, and... I just remember, like, in preschool, I, like, cried because I didn't understand English. And um, and then I forgot all of my Tagalog, which was my first language. Um, and then I grew up an only child. I still am. And I like attention because I'm an only child. And, like, just I like making people happy. Um, I always grew up smiling and singing has always been a part of my life. I remember there's this one video um, where I'm watching this episode of Barney, and I'm <laughs> I'm singing with Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato with the big purple dinosaur, and that was one of the highlights of my life. Um, and that that love for music and singing um, has developed to where I am today, and I want to pursue something towards music and musical theater and stuff like that in the future. Um, and I'm pretty sure I have, like, 
a lot of um, vertical challenges in my life. But... <laughs> you know, I, that, that actually <laughs> does come up in this a, a really? number of times. It does? Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking on that, I'm, I'm under five foot. Um, and I found out that in Utah, I'm legally disabled. <laughs> so I can get, like, a disability placard if I live there and become, like, a resident. And then I'll, like, be able to park, like, really close to stores and, like, get easy access to everything. <laughs> but I think that's just rude because it's like, oh, you're a midget. You're disabled. You're not cool. But it's like you're giving me more advantages in life by calling me short. That's true. And uh, I, I have to admit, m- my wife is under five feet tall. <gasps> Sister. Yeah, she's 4'11". Ooh. And so she's, like, right there. Um, mm-hmm. And nobody in the family lets her forget that she's under five feet tall. I know that feeling. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that I often get called into the kitchen to grab something. <laughs> and I'm like, there's a stool right there. And she's like, but I have you. Exactly. Like, so... Um, even my daughter gives her a hard time and my daughter's a a whopping five foot one, you know? So, um, but I said that there were some questions about that and I'm just going to ask you one of them now because we're talking about your height. Um, somebody in the class wants to know how's the weather down there. (laughs) It's less hot actually. Um, it's, it's pretty nice. You, you get to see a lot of things that a lot of people don't get to see because like, a lot of my friends are like five foot two and up, and they're like, oh, I can see eye level with everyone, but I can see like little insects. Like I pay more attention to the ground uh-huh. so that like I don't step on anything that'll make me trip and make me shorter. Okay. <laughs> Does anybody ever say, well, look me in the eye and say that? Oh, I go on my tiptoes or I stand on a chair and then I look them down. Very good. <laughs> so it seems like you've learned how to compensate for your vertical challenges. Um, so if you've been singing for quite a long time, um, do you ever go to do karaoke? Oh, yeah, all the time. We have a karaoke machine in my house, and it's constantly being used. Okay, um, great. And uh, so if you're doing karaoke, what's your go-to song? Um, I actually don't have a go-to song. Actually, no, that's a lie. Um, there's this song in Tagalog called Titibotibo by Moira de la Torre, and it's, like, super fast, and it's, like, oh, you, you say all these syllables? It's really cool. All right. And, um, do you guys have karaoke parties? hmm I think most of our parties involve karaoke for at least five minutes. And a lot of Filipino food? Oh, yeah. There's, there's no party without food. <laughs> What's your favorite? Um, there's this dessert that my mom makes called um, buko pandan. It's um, like uh, coconut, mm-hmm. coconut, shredded coconut, and then a bunch of like creams and jellies. It's really yummy. Okay. Um, so you have done some musicals here. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you were in High School Musical, right? Yes. Um what else? Uh, what other shows have you done here at Doherty? At Doherty, um, I've done Clue. Um, since I've only been here for two years, um, those were the only shows okay. that I've done. But I did audition for Beauty and the Beast. Didn't make it, but I watched it, and it was great. Um, 
and then COVID hit, and I just couldn't do anything about it. But I watched all the productions. It was cool. I know. I feel bad. Oh, it's okay. It's fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I always feel bad when somebody's like, yeah, I, I, I auditioned for a show my freshman year, and you didn't cast me. But it was a learning oh. experience. Oh, exactly. I, I know that. And, you know, <laughs> I have to, I can't cast everyone. Right. Um, but the great thing is that you continued with it. And that's, that's the important thing. Um, so we're going to ask some of these questions. Um, some of them have to do with theater. Some of them have to do with just life in general. Um, and we talked a little bit about your background. Um uh, now, this question says, how has the film club raised you? But I think they mean uh, the Filipino club, right? Philam? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so I joined Philam, or like I was part of it um, starting in middle school. I've always been deeply rooted in my culture. Um, I did like cultural dances, and I learned more about my culture through that. And I met some great people, um, including some members of the audience. Um, and it just, it just gave me a sense of community. Though There are a lot of Filipinos here at Doherty, but it's, like, really connecting with, like, um, traditional culture and, um, just seeing that in other students, like, in my generation, um, has really helped me grow in my culture and, like, as a person. Okay. And, um, has it shaped you? in any way being part of that club I think it's helped me like develop some leadership skills because I would like teach other members how to do like certain steps and stuff and it also taught me a lot of patience um I'm not a very patient person I which I regret saying but um (laughs) I'm not very patient and I have a little bit of anger management issues but (laughs) Um, it really taught me that, like, if you want a good product, you have to wait for it to come, and you have to develop that and really cultivate that feeling and, like, um, what you're doing in order to make that product that you want. Okay. Well, if you are impatient and easy to anger, this question that I wasn't originally going to ask because, you know, I was like, how would I work that into a conversation? But now it's, it's perfect. If you were trapped in the DMV for three hours... How would you pass the time? Um, I like people watching. So I guess maybe for like the first 30 minutes to an hour, I could like look at the people. Um, I'm a little judgy too, but it's like, it, who who isn't judgy, right? Right. So Anybody who <laughs> says they're not judgy is... They're lying. They're lying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'll just like watch the people and like judge what they're doing. Oh, they didn't bring their documents. <laughs> You know, <laughs> but um, I would probably do that or like maybe take a nap if I could. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, I love people watching. It's one of the things that I do. I do it at Disneyland a lot. Um, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I've, I'm a pass holder, so I go there frequently. Um, a lot of times when we go on the senior trip to Disneyland, mm-hmm. which I think it's you guys are signing up for that at yeah. this time. Um, I often go as a chaperone. I even went last year as a chaperone, really? even though I didn't work here. Um, uh, Mr. Bowen is like, Hey, you know, I know that you're, um, you're coming back next year. You want a chaperone? I'm like, sure. Um, but you know, when I 
I didn't really know anybody mm-hmm. when we went on that trip. So I spent a lot of time just sitting and people watching. It was a lot of fun. That's nice. And then half the students like, who are you? And why am I checking in with you? Because I'm the adult and you need to. Some people knew me, but that's about it. Um, okay. So, you know, we talked about theater and, and your enjoyment of doing musicals. Uh, what's a role that you would absolutely kill for? Ooh. Um, I would say if I had the range and, like, the perseverance to do it, I would be Brooke Windham in, um, <laughs> in Legally Blonde. <laughs> Because she's just so cool. I just remember watching it for the first time. I'm like, wow, how can you sing and work out on stage with all that stability? Like, you can hear it, you can see it, and I'm like, all that energy, wow. She just keeps going. You know, an alum from this school just played Brooke Wyndham oh, really? on the East Coast for um, some summer stock theater. Oh, that's so cool. I mean, her picture's up here somewhere. Oh, mostly over there. But, yeah, she played Brooke Wyndham. And, I mean, obviously she, she fits that type, but, yeah. Jumping rope and singing. That's crazy. It is crazy. The stamina you would need. Exactly. Uh, if you were to live in a musical, which one would you live in? Ooh, I haven't thought about that. Um, I don't know. I haven't, yeah, I really haven't thought about that. Okay. I'll no tell you in like five years time. <laughs> in five years time. <laughs> I'll like DM you out of nowhere. Like, Mr. Vega, <laughs> I'll live in this musical. Excellent. Oh, I mean, yeah. People contact me all the time from years out. And I, I just got a text this morning that just said, I miss you. Aww. And um, from a, a former student who graduated like 2017. Um, have you ever watched Glee? Yes, I have. Have you watched the whole series? Yeah. Wow. Are, yeah, you're, uh, the the surprise comes from that you're actually admitting that you watched the entire I'm series. I'm admitting that I watched it, but did I enjoy it is the question. But you watched it. Okay, I watched it. But I, the thing is, for me, I ha- when I start watching something, I have to finish it because I don't. I want to know what the end is going to look like. And I don't want to spoil mm. it for myself. It's like I have to finish what I started. I mean, I guess I understand that, but I mean, there are a number of like series that I've started watching and when it started getting bad, I'm like, I'm done. Yeah, but then it's just like in the back of my head, like you didn't finish Glee, like continue it. I mean, it's not to make me sound like I'm good or anything because I'll watch The Big Bang Theory whenever it's on <laughs> it, because it's the perfect mind numbing yeah. piece of entertainment where it's like, I don't have to think at all. You're that's, just gonna that's how crack I was jokes. with Glee. Yeah. I, I mean, for Glee, I watched the first season, and mm-hmm. then I started the second one, and I'm like, okay, you're going off the rails already, and no, and, and you're done. Um, oh, somebody wants to know, are Santa's elves compensated fairly? I don't think so. D- does Santa, like, give them food? I don't know. Oh, I think that they're asking you because... Okay, I believe Santa gives them food, but I don't think, like, he gives them enough time to do everything. Because if, if Santa is letting the elves, like, do the work year-round, like, they're constantly making toys. Do they get breaks? I don't know. We're asking you. 
do they give? <laughs> I hope they get breaks. If I was Santa, I would give them breaks like every, like maybe like every week. Like they have like a a break day, like like a like a Saturday off. How many of you uh, know why that question is directed toward her? <laughs> it's either I love Christmas so much or they're short. I yeah. They're short. Yeah. light bulb goes off oh yeah i think that's what that question is about um you need to be thinking about that for a while now (laughs) so this is your senior year how do you feel about that it's crazy because i didn't well not saying that i didn't think that i would make it this far but i didn't think that it would come so soon because my freshman year got cut off short i didn't have my sophomore year I came back my junior year, which didn't really feel like my junior year. And then I'm here, like, fully back at school. And it's like, wow, I'm I'm queen of the crop, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, top of the pyramid. Like, the tiny people, well, not tiny people, but, like, the, the underclassmen are going to look up to you for, like, all this advice or, like, um, they're going to want to talk to you about um, things. And it's just like, wow, I'm that person that was talking to, like, my senior friends when they were here, and now I'm that person. All right. Um, where do you see yourself 10 years from now? I just want to be happy. I don't care where I am. I just want to be happy. Okay. Random question. What are your thoughts on pineapple on pizza? I don't know, because whenever I get, like, pineapple on pizza, I pull off the pineapple, and then I eat it separately. Then I have the pizza with, like, the pineapple-infused flavor. So I guess it's okay. Quick class poll. How many agree that pineapple should be on pizza or pineapple on pizza is good? The democracy stands. Yeah, the majority. How many people think that it is just plain wrong to have pineapple on pizza? (laughs) Okay, well, the majority voted for pineapple on pizza. There was a good number of people who. What do you think, Mr. Vega? Um, I am used to having pineapple on pizza because my wife enjoys it. Um, She's part Hawaiian, and she thinks that I'm like, just because they say it's Hawaiian pizza, I doubt if Hawaiians are actually eating this pizza. (laughs) Um, But she likes it, and she's like, it's delicious, and She's like, don't you like it? And I, the only thing I ever say to her is like, if I were alone and ordering pizza for myself, <laughs> it would not have pineapple. And oh, she's like, well, you don't pick it off. And I'm like, no, it's not that it's bad. It's just, it's not my choice. It's not preferable. Yeah. If you were accidentally to start a TikTok trend, <laughs> what would it be? Um, hmm. I think if like, you were just to like walk in the middle of the street, like safely, safely, um, and like just dance or like, oh, it's like a f- like a flash mob, but like just yourself. I think that would be it. A solo flash mob. A solo flash mob. No music, no nothing, just yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that just makes you like a crazy dancer. Yeah, but like. Wouldn't that be fun, just seeing a random person <laughs> in the middle of the street, like, flash mob, like, singing, dancing, anything, just, like, out there? Uh, you know, I don't know if I would laugh. I would definitely watch. 
And I would say, you look happy, you do you. If that's yeah. what makes your boat float, you, you're not harming anybody. Exactly. Um, and then I'd probably try and engage you in a conversation about it. What motivated you to do that? <laughs> right? I'm an observer. Um, what's the most weird fact about you? Oh, I had 40 mosquito bites on one leg um, one time, and then they all went away the next day, and it was just what happened. They sucked all my blood out, and it rejuvenated somehow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How was playing a vet last year? What did you like about it? A vet? Yvette. Yvette, oh. Um <laughs> Sorry, my articulation oh, wasn't no, it's appropriate. Okay. It's okay. Um, I was like, a vet. I didn't play a vet. Oh, yeah. Of Yvette. Yvette. She was, I actually liked playing her. She was kind of just very observant of everything. And I'm an observer in my friend group, too. So it was like, I saw myself in the character. And I also really liked doing accents. And she had a French accent. So I was like, this one's for me. I was so excited. Um, and just, like, seeing her character evolve. I still don't know the reason that she died, like, why they killed her, and, like, if she was the murderer. No spoilers, but, um, like, it was just crazy. Like, she just died out of nowhere, and I'm like, oh, wow, everyone's dead. Okay. <laughs> You'll never have to apologize for spoilers to me because some of the greatest pieces of work have a spoiler, like, from the very beginning. The al almost perfect play, Romeo and Juliet, starts with a spoiler. Right. You know, it, they tell you on the, you know, in the very first scene, oh, by the way, they're going to die. Right. But most people are like, they told us that? Yeah. Um, what are you proud of? Um, I'm proud of, like, getting up in the morning and doing it all over again every single day. Like, just getting out of bed, seeing people, talking to people, um, eating, drinking water. Just, like, everyday things. Like, because not a lot of people have the privilege to do that. Like, they don't feel proud of themselves for getting out of bed. And, like, being like, oh, I had this life that I'm proud of to live it. Wow, you have such a wonderful aspect on, on life. I truly appreciate that. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Um, so let me ask you this. Have you ever gotten a role that you hated? No. Because I see myself in the role and I'm like, do I hate myself? No. That's perfect. <laughs> that is perfect. Um, yeah, because I hate it when people say, oh, I play a psychopath. Stop. That character doesn't think they're a psychopath. They think they're normal. They think they're normal. And you have to approach it that way. Mm -hmm. Let the audience think that, think you're, that a you're a psychopath. But you don't. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean, Mr. Vega? <laughs> I do. Uh, if you had $10,000 to spend today, how would you spend it? Today? Mm -hmm. um, if I could, I would tell the sun to shut off for a little bit. It's so hot. I'm like, here's some money. Please turn off a little. It's too hot. For you or for the greater good? For the greater good. Because it's like, 
people are like shriveling and then there's fires and people are dying mm-hmm. that's not good yeah would you ever teach acting I don't think so. I think my an- anger management is is <laughs> gonna be my downfall. I'm gonna be like, you're not doing it right. Not that there's a right way to do it, but like, I think, can you at least try? Like, I don't think I would be really nice about it. <laughs> oh, you can be. It, it's it could be, but I don't know if I will. That's just a possibility that I don't want to think about. It, it comes to asking a lot of questions yeah. to get people to, like see things the way that you want them to see it mm-hmm. it's like well what do you think well what do you think well what do you think yeah. i know they get sick of that question <laughs> um because now that we're in the rehearsal process for uh almost Maine, which you're a part of what are you yeah. playing in almost Maine? i'm playing marvelin and this hurts how do you like that so far, so far i mean you've read it yeah right? and you've been going mm-hmm. over it mm-hmm. um so far i like it i see a little bit of myself in this character too i'm like Wow, Mr. Vega really knows how to read people. And I was a little scared when I saw the cast. I was like, oh, that's funny. Like, are you seeing into my soul? <laughs> that's part of the casting process. Seeing into people's souls? Kind of. You, you, well, I mean, let's face it. When you guys come up here and you audition, I, I'm watching the acting, but I'm also watching how you, character, uh, how you carry yourselves and mm-hmm. how you present yourself. And you can start to read a lot into a person, which is why, like, if you audition for a lot of things, they'll just have you stand in a line mm-hmm. and they'll walk past you and then they'll go to the person keeping records and say, I want 25, 43, 52, and, and 64. That's crazy. Right? And then so then they'll, they may leave the room. And the assistant's like, okay, these numbers, you're going to go into this room and prepare for this. The rest of you are excused. And they're like, I came into audition and I haven't even done anything. It's like, mm-hmm. they've already made a choice. Right. right? Uh, Disney, Disney is notorious for that. I yeah. I mean, you can be, in, it doesn't matter what you look like, that you're, you're going to be wearing like a Mickey Mouse head. Mm-hmm. They watch you walk in and they'll know right away can't play mickey mouse it's crazy it's like but i haven't tried yet mm-hmm. you showed us enough um so what do you plan on doing in the future in the future um currently i'm thinking of doing majoring in music um i like songwriting and performing um but i also plan to um pursue theater if i can um because i just like being other people who aren't it's fun. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I love it. Um, okay, we're going to transition to the um, latter half of our interview. And I'm going to ask you a series of questions that were developed by um, James Lipton, who used to host a show called Inside the Actor's Studio, which this show is kind of based on. Um, for those of you who will be participating in the podcast later in the year, you will also all get these exact same questions phrased exactly the same way. Okay. What's your favorite word? Like of all time or just currently? What's your favorite word? Okay. Um, biophilic. It means loving life. What's your least favorite word? I like all words. 
I think it's just the way that you execute them that would make them your least favorite word. Okay. What makes you happy? I like sunsets and clouds and bubbles and giraffes. What makes you angry? People who don't appreciate others. What sound do you love? I really like jazz. Like pianos, trumpets, violins. Um, yeah, I love jazz. I mean, I'm going to stop this for a second. I know that it's a good thing that we don't have this class during B period, but during B period is when the jazz, jazz band. Jazz is so loud, though. Yeah. <laughs> But the thing is, is that, you know, uh, it's nice to listen to it once it's in a while. Very nice I'm happy to that to it. it's then because it, I have English nine. Mm -hmm. And so it drowns out the freshman. <laughs> so that's usually a good thing. Um, what sound do you hate? Um, people yelling in like s in super high pitched tones. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. It makes my ears hurt. Yeah. Well, I mean, Oftentimes when we yell, we go into that high register. It's like, your voice is breaking. That's not healthy. I know. I once yelled at a cast, and my voice got so high, Mrs. Walker came up to me later, and she said, you definitely are a first tenor. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Um, other than uh, pursuing a career in music or theater, what career would you like to attempt? I think I would want to be like, okay, this is like, it's like a guilty pleasure of mine, but I watch Dr. Pimple Popper, <laughs> and I would want to be like Dr. Sandra Lee, taking out all the, all the blackheads and all the gunk out of people's bodies. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I, I've seen some of it. Um, it's pretty gory, but it's it is, like, it is, well, I mean, it's not that it's gory, it's just graphic, you know? It's very and, graphic. Yeah, and that's something that a lot of people really don't want to see. Yeah, I do. No, I get it. I totally <laughs> get it. I'm not judging you. Well, maybe a little. Okay. Well, you won't get to see it if I, like, actually, like, extract things. No. <laughs> I, I, no. Unless um, you want to. <laughs> what profession would you not like to do? Ooh, I would not want to be um, a firefighter. Oh, really? I wouldn't. Like, I feel like if I were to save people, like, I when I think of firefighters, I think of, like, saving people from burning buildings. Mm -hmm. And, like, what if that person dies in my arms? And I, and no, I get I really that. emotionally attached mm -hmm. to things. So it's like, oh, my gosh, I just killed a person, and I didn't even know them for five seconds, but they s looked like a really nice person. And it's like, I just killed them, like, by taking them out of a building. And, and then the, the trauma from that. I, yeah. Okay. Your final question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear when you arrive at the pearly gates? Welcome to the party. Woo woo. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. A rave like, here's up your there. family. Like, I hope you meet them. I hope they're nice to you. Okay. <laughs> well, Jada, how was it? I know that you were nervous coming up here. And Oh, yeah. I was, like, talking all day, so I was like, oh, there's more talking. More talking. More talking, but it was it was kind of nerve-wracking at first, but I think as I got through it, it was fine. Like It's just a conversation. It's just a conversation. That happens to be recorded. 
Yeah, it's going to live on forever. And yeah, and then we'll be posted. Oh, yeah. Probably in about a week or so. Ooh. Yeah. That's fast. Yeah. Oh, I work. Okay. Um, But Jada, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Everyone, that's Jada. And uh, we will be returning again soon, uh, interviewing another senior that is in our program. Uh, She knows who she is, so she can prepare for it. Yes. All right. You ready? Okay. Um, Obviously, I won't give you your questions in advance, but you do know the last few questions. So please join us again inside the DV drama room.